The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Some of your texts coming in following that conversation that we had with Del Graff. Um, the Alberta Child Advocate saying, so if pepper spraying is not to be used to get unruly inmates to listen, what other method of force is to be used? I don't think these kids are just the type to listen to words. Uh, Marfus wants to know, would an increase in mental health um, uh, options help the decrease of pepper spray use? Good question, Marfus. Uh, Fred from Smokey says, okay, give up on the spray or, uh, the spray and give them tasers. Um, Red Deer today. Use your names when you're texting in, will you? <laughs> Back to old fashioned punishment, finger wagging, and not so stern talking to in a timeout chair, huh? And then this one says, yeah, it's likely that the increase in usage is simply due to the challenges of having to call the tactical team before. Yeah, absolutely. I think that does play a big part in this. And then Trev says, you know what, gosh, you know, when I was younger, my parents took care of of things far before the police would ever have to. I'm, four, I'm 46 years old, 200 pounds, and my mom still scares me. That is from Trevor this afternoon. Let's switch gears. I've been fascinated by these animals from the first time I actually read about them or saw photos of them. Are they wild? Are they feral? Are they a valuable part of the ecosystem or pests? Without a doubt, Alberta's wild horses are surrounded with controversy. So like this one, how to control the population? birth control or cull. Well, for five years now, the horses in the Sundry area have been part of a birth control pilot project, but that project is coming to an end and no one is sure what that means going forward. Bob Henderson is the president of the Wild Horses of Alberta Society. Hi, Bob. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me on. So, Bob, what is it about wild horses for you that, um, you know, has has resulted in uh, you giving them your time and your attention? Well, I think the wild horses, uh, I mean, they captured my heart a uh, long, long time ago. And they just represent a beautiful and magnificent part of our ecosystems out there today. And uh, they represent uh, the spirit of freedom and uh, that is Alberta and how we develop this province uh, the way we have. So you know horses, horses are an important part of it. Yeah, Bob, some people call them pests, and why is that? Well, they uh, people um, put no value on the horses whatsoever. They, they feel that they're invasive, that they have just recently be, been reintroduced. But all horses uh, originated in North America. They've been reintroduced, and they've been roaming our Alberta foothills since the late 1700s, so uh, they are part of our, our heritage right now. So. Are they known to get into crops and stuff like that? Is there, are there problems with that? No, okay. uh, they roam uh, along uh, the foothills in, okay. on uh, crown land in the forestry. There are the odd uh, young studs that go um, um, looking for a girlfriend and may end up on private property. Um, and that's when the Woes has been able to step in and uh, go and rescue those horses nowadays. So that's the only, they don't uh, really ruin crops or anything like okay. that, just the odd visit. So you know what, Bob, I think the last time we talked with, um, maybe it was you from the Society, it was a few years back, I'm thinking about six years ago, seven years ago, and there, when there was a, there, we we're on the verge of a cull of these, of these uh, horses, um, and I know certainly they, that made a, a lot of news at that time, and I found it very interesting when I was reading this article about how um, almost like a birth control uh, plan has been put in place for one of the groups of these wild horses. 
Services, and that started about five years ago. Um, tell me about that. Tell us about this Zona Stat H contraceptive. Yes, it's a vaccine that was developed in, in the United States uh, by Dr. Jacob Patrick. has been used extensively uh, throughout the United States uh, and has proven successful. Um, we also have, once we started uh, using it up here on select mares in our research area, we found it to be tremendously successful in, um, you know, um, as a short-term uh, pregnancy break uh, contraception for these ma- wild horse mares. So a, a great uh, humane way of population control. So about for the past, what, almost almost five years now, you guys, the trackers have, you know, been covering what, a, a big hunk of big hunk of land, about 500 square kilometres, I think it's in the, the foothills of, of Sundry, and injecting the horses with this, uh, with this vaccine. Tell us about the challenges of that. I mean, first off, I'm not suspecting that the wild horses are all too friendly to humans. You're not being able to get too close to them. Number number two, I mean, how do you track them? How do you find them? Well, we developed a very extensive database on the horses. But what you just highlighted there are one of the major obstacles we've run up against in the area of our Alberta foothills. Um, is the ability to gain access to where some of these herds are. And then once we find a herd, dart the mare, uh, you know, tracking her back. Because the horses, they just don't remain in one area. They're constantly on the move and have quite uh, extensive, uh, each herd, um, even though it overlaps, uh, has quite extensive range. So those are some of the keys. The training is not not the best for, uh, (laughs) for, you know, doing what we're trying to do. But um, we know that this is the way to go. Who's paying for, for the vaccination? Uh, all the money that uh, that has been um, used and, 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 and put forward for this project has come out of donations to our society plus our sale of our calendar every year. So everything is uh, through our own funding. What was happening, um, you know, so this was an agreement, and actually and you made an agreement with the, with the provincial government, what, four or five years ago to do this, right? That's correct, in November of 2014. In November of 2014, and, and again, it was just in this sundry area, right? Yes, we had uh, uh, a couple areas set aside in the sundry equine zone uh, to uh, allow us to go in there and conduct these programs. And so how many, how many horses would be in that area? Well, all together in our uh, zone, um, there are about 600, uh, 600 plus head of horses. I mean, there may be some more. There are more in, mm-hmm. in the Sundry Equine zone, but in our zone that we're working on. That, this is the highest concentration in the whole province. Okay, is, is it? this area. Okay. So how successful has this been? Well, we, we, the, the drug we're using is, uh, has to be brought into Canada on an emergency drug release. And so it's it's not very easy to get. Okay. Um, of the, the vaccine that we've used, that uh, we have targeted 93 mares, and what we've been able to determine is that on those mares that we applied the vaccine to, that it, it did work and allowed the mares to have a pregnancy break, and uh, therefore helping with uh, population control. And the other thing it does is it allows the mare to cycle. There, and the uh, stallion will keep her in the herd, so therefore the dynamics of the herd stays intact, and which is also a very important part of uh, population control over horses. They manage themselves in that way. Really interesting. So um, how old can these ho- horses get to be? 
Well, it it just depends. Their life isn't e- easy out no. there. There are a couple stallions that we know about that are in the 16, 17 year age range, but by that time they they lose their ability to keep their herds together, and um, a young stallions take off. The mares have a little bit harder life of it, you know, having the foal and, yeah. and survive our winter conditions. So, you know, you're working at about 12 to 14 years at the most. Okay. And then we also have, you know, the hardship of our weather and mm-hmm. predators out there that, uh, you know, keep the numbers under control also. So the last call took place, the last government call took place in 2015, and then this contraception uh, project uh, got underway, and you've had uh, some good success with that. Um, but time is ticking on it. I mean, this um, memorandum of understanding, if I understand correctly, Bob, um, it runs out at the end of the month. Yes, it does. And, uh, um, we cannot uh, uh, get a definite answer of where the government wants wants to go. They they say that they're waiting our, our final report on it. Um, we believe strongly that this is the most humane and effective way to help manage the population out there. And we're hoping that um, I mean the Sonostat H is was a good vaccine, but we're hoping that some of the new ones that may be coming online, which were only require one application and are longer term uh, enacting, are, are the way way to go in the future. Mm-hmm. You need more. You need more help. You need more more team members if if you're going to continue to do this. I mean, you can't have just a small group trying to track down, uh, you know, fifteen hundred wild horses across the province. No, and uh, you know, and that's why we've uh, aligned ourselves with the University of Calgary and the University of Saskatchewan in order to. Uh, um, uh, further the studies on on what uh, on the wild horses, what effect they're having on the environment out there, and what uh, what is the best way to control the population out there. So, if we can align ourselves with the university, uh, and uh, mm. I think we can be successful, and they can be successful in uh, providing a solution to the population of the horses mm. here, which you know everybody everybody wants but um but i guess one of the biggest fear here is, is this moe or mou um runs out at the end of this month and that there could be another call yeah we yeah because we can't get an answer on that and unfortunately it, it sounds like that um that could be a possibility because nobody else has come up with any other viable solution to to population um, so just, just seems to me if this is being done through donations and with um, you know benefactors who are who are helping you, it would be um, uh, uh, at, at le- uh, the, the least expensive option rather um, than than just going out and, and, and culling the horses. Yeah, and they've actually proven that this culling of the horse, horses uh, does not work. In 2012-13, when they rounded up 220, that's when they saw, after that, they saw a big ballooning of a population number because they're young studs breeding immature mares and all this other yeah. stuff. So animals like coyotes have, have a way to uh, compensate for, you know, this vast removal of animals. Mm-hmm. So contraception is the way to go, yeah. you know, and uh, we're just hoping that the government can see um, through the reports that we have and the research that is being done right now with the University of Saskatchewan that that is the best way to go if if they wish to control these numbers. Yeah, if they wish to do so. So what happens now? What happens now, Bob? You just sit and wait or you just keep pushing? Well, we're, we continue to do our work. We still rescue horses that we have to. Uh, we're, like I said, we're, we are working with the universities and we are ready to provide some sufficient funding to order a grant that they're working on mm. to allow them to 
um, enter the research that they want to in order to provide the scientific evidence to show what effect, uh, positive or negative, yeah. that the horses may be having on the environment out there. So, yeah. you know, it's research and knowledge that and is the key right now, not just walk out there and, and start taking animals that don't need, you know, with no uh, science behind it. I have to ask you, um, I follow a, a photographer on Instagram. His name is Dwayne Starr. Yeah. And uh, Dwayne takes some amazing photos of the wild horses in this province, and they're absolutely stunning. Um, not very many of us, uh, Bob, would get uh, the opportunity to be close to these uh, animals. And, yeah, and, you know, I'm going to just you know, beg off here. I am, I am an animal lover. <laughs> um, so, you know, um, population control in the form of birth control to me is is uh, more appealing, of course, th- than a cull. What is it like t- to be around those horses, Bob? It's, it's uh, just unbelievable. Um, like I said, uh, I fought, saw my first one way back in 1972, and I fell in love with them then, and I still continue to go out there even yesterday in the rain, driving around in the mud, <laughs> you know, and you see a herd of horses and some uh, and that, and I still get excited. They're just, they're just unbelievably beautiful, and and if you really study them and, and watch them for a long period of time, you can see what part they have in our uh, and, and important role they're playing mm-hmm. in the ecosystems out there today. Well, it uh, I would uh, I would love to see one. I would love to be blessed uh, uh, one day to, to see one. And I don't know how that will ever happen. But right now, I'll, I'll go through your websites and look at the photos and look at Dwayne's photos online as well. Bob, would you please keep us updated on what happens with this? We sure can. And if you ever get a chance to come down this way, just give me a shout and we'll take out and show you those horses. Bob, it's a deal. <laughs> there it's we go. I was we'll, get, in, we'll get you your own pictures. I was in Sundry not too long ago visiting friends. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Next time you come this way, just give us a call. Okay. Consider yourself warned, Bob. Thank okay, you for this. We'll do that. Okay. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for talking. Bob Henderson this afternoon, the president of the Wild Horses of Alberta Society. And again, you know, when you look at... Uh, Culling horses, or if you look at, uh, you know, birth control and birth control that is being paid for by donors. I mean, jeepers. I mean, it seems obvious to me. But um, again, admittedly, I am an animal lover, um, but it just would seem that that would be obviously the more humane way. If we're worried about population control, then uh, how about a little needle in the butt? A little needle in the butt? And uh, which is supposed to work for five years. Uh, We'll keep you updated on this one. Bob Henderson this afternoon.